0: To Change Ed, your 15-minute or less podcast about all things education and the changes that are happening all around us. I am your host, Andrew Kuhn, Education Consultant from Montgomery County Intermediate Unit, number 23. And here with me is Patrice Semichek, number 23,
1: also, uh, Montgomery County Intermediate Unit. I am still an educational
0: consultant. But the way you said number twenty three sounded like it was like your jersey number.
1: Yeah, it is. That's what I'm going to wear from now on.
0: Really? So you are.
1: I'm going to on that my name.
2: Yeah, my name is going to be the brains, and then number twenty three.
0: Number twenty three.
2: I'm not going to lie. At statewide like STEM POC meetings and like conferences and stuff, if we all had jerseys that had our IU number, it would be so helpful. Oh my gosh, that would make my life so much easier. But then also on the front, it's a map of Pennsylvania with where all the IU is. Where the IU is. Yeah,
1: like where is IU3 somewhere out there? Yeah, for sure. We have this ghost voice talking. Andrew, would you like to introduce our ghost voice?
0: I would be more than happy to introduce this ghost voice. It's actually a voice that's not unfamiliar to us here at the Change Ed Podcast. It is our friend, Abby Lichtenberg from... IU 12, which is the Lincoln intermediate unit, which I think based off of our conversation about IU numbers, it would be more sense to be 16 since Lincoln was the 16th president of the United States. So I'm actually going to uh, wow. write a petition to have you all change your number. Who is actually 16? I don't know, but I feel bad for them now. You feel bad for them now. We're happy to have you back. Uh, as we talked about, we're still talking about, uh, our focus for this month is, you know, new year, new you and things that we can, uh, talk about to encourage our teachers as they, you know, a big thing is to have these new year's resolutions where we're going to try something new. We're going to try something different and actually put effort into making those changes. And you had a lot of great thoughts that you had shared with us in your last podcast. and I'm curious, uh, Do you have anything additional that you're like, boy, this is another good thing to consider to take on or that might even couple with that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I think my other words of advice would be to take the long view. Uh, This change is massive. It's going to require change from us as educators as well as from our students. And so I think the only way to survive that and to stay sane through that change is to think about things in terms of long-term thinking uh, because this change isn't going to be made overnight. It's not going to be made before the end of this school year. But if we're making small changes every day, those are going to add up to those huge seismic shifts in our instruction.
0: You know, there are moments in our lives where we want to prepare ourselves for something. Um, I'll give you an example for myself. Before my wedding, I was like, I want to get into a certain kind of shape to be ready for my wedding. So, I could have done nothing and then gone to the gym three weeks before and just felt sore and, you know, obviously very swollen and, and you know, not achieved what I wanted to. Instead, to your point, it was like taking a long view of, okay, I need to back up the calendar, say, what is what are the things that I have to do to get myself ready for that point so I can prepare for that, right? In a lot of ways, things that, you know, in the educational world, we may say like, you um, uh, like a backwards design or like we're designing it with like the end in mind. Where do we want to get to and how do we get there? Uh, but often if we, I imagine it might be the same in education that if we don't know where we're going, we start off on this journey and we're like, ah, you know, this is this is a lot harder than I thought. So understanding our why, uh, I would think would be a really important part of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you see that correlation between my wedding and education? Can you make that correlation for me? 100%.
2: Very apt observation. Uh, I think that that's exactly true. That's what we're talking about here is what little changes can we make each day that are going to yield the results that we want? And those results should be really connected to your why. Think about, you know, while this change is big and scary and different, there are a lot of opportunities in making this change. And I think for a lot of educators, the sort of the mission and the vision behind the STEEL standards aligns with why we got into education. Mm -hmm. This idea of helping our students love learning, become lifelong learners, to become resilient, um, curious kids. And so I think if we focus on connecting that why with our values and seeing all the optimistic aspects of this change, which is going to come with a lot of work, I think that can be really motivating and keep you in the right headspace to keep going. Because the other thing that we have to acknowledge is that uh, there is research out there that says that any change, any significant change, any meaningful change takes five years Mm -hmm. to make that change. But the reality is in education, most initiatives, most things change every three years. So we're working in a system where we are familiar with, we're used to not being able to see the change all the way through. Mm -hmm. And so it feels really scary to encounter this massive change in expectations, change in what our classrooms are going to look like, what our instruction is going to look like, what our lesson plans are going to look like. When we know that in the past, We haven't had the opportunity to really complete that change. But I think if we, again, think about this not as just some new initiative, but really an attempt to get back to the reason why we all got into education and all of the good things we know that this can do for our students Mm -hmm. and their creative thinking and curiosity, their ability to wonder and process the world around them and critical think, I think that that will help make the change a little bit less scary and more doable and also exciting.
1: I totally agree. And I think your point about in education, things change every three years reminds me of when I was teaching and they'd be like, Oh, here's, we're going to talk about backwards design and we're going to have to backwards design all of our lessons. And that lasted five minutes. And so sometimes uh, us veterans get into the mindset, well, this is just going to be here for two years. So I'm going to play the game until it's not here anymore. And I think that if we really understand the why behind what we're doing, The change becomes more permanent because I firmly believe and I feel like the three of us that are here firmly believe that these changes are really positive, regardless of the content area, that these shifts in instructional practices are what's going to give kids a leg up in terms of um, their futures.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. And I think in terms of, you know, taking the long view, we have to do that for our students as well you have to look at their future beyond graduation. We have to think farther than the PSSA or the biology keystone. These are about the skills and the habits of mind that our our kids need to be successful in the real world. And, you know, that's increasingly becoming a world that we can't prepare them for because it's changing so quickly. So the best that we can do is help make them flexible, critical thinkers. And I think that the, the steel standards really do embody a lot of the supports and the structures and the foundation that we need to make those
0: changes. With the long view, context matters as well, right? Because as educators, the long view can feel like it's one year. That is a long view, right? Like how are we going to get through this year? Or uh, you know, we we, we we're transitioning from December now hour into this new year. And and that can feel like a long view too, right? Like what is it from January until June? That's a pretty long view as well. What I'm hearing us talk about is how are we all working together for the longer view of developing the human into this adult person that is a contributing member of society, but also I've heard the term lifelong learner, right? So it's not just to get them to love our class. That's not the long view. That's actually the, the short view, right? And the shorter view is like how do I get through this month? And then how do I get through this week? And how do we get through this this actual class period, right? Because you don't know what you're going to get every single day. Anything can change that formula up. But to have that philosophy on that longer, like I want you to love education, right? You're not always going to have great teachers. You know, we can't we can't always have great, it, that's life, right? You don't have as great supervisors or coworkers, or I really, I know about not having great coworkers, right, Patrice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this this idea of, of of all working together to build build something up that's bigger than any one of us individually, right? Like we're not going to be the hero to come in and help someone become a lifelong learner on our own. That we're all doing our part along the way, um, I think is is important. And also the other part that stuck out to me is consistency. Consistency really does matter. It's a very very big part of what we do. So even as educators, right, as we move and we transition out, that has a big impact and a ripple effect that doesn't just impact us as we go somewhere else. It impacts those students, it impacts the education we're working with. If we're all working together like we talked about, now there's this hole in the team, right, where you were, you were filling that hole and they have to almost reconfigure the team around the replacement they get. So there's a lot of systemic parts that go into this as well that, that have an impact, So I have, I have a question for you and this is kind of like a wrap it up. I think we can tie a bow on this with this question. You know, I've been working with Patrice on her being nicer, right? Like that is like a long, long view for her. And I'm I'm stumbling, right? Like it's not a very good teacher. That could be, I I need help. I think help with the why, or maybe a motivation. And I'm just wondering if you have any advice that you could give to help me with the, the long view of Kindness is is the word that we're going to use. Patrice's kindness. It's her fault.
2: Where Thanks. do I begin? um You know, maybe you need to. Abby, man. <laughs>
0: what I liked was the silent laughing. Right, like she's laughing, but it was silent.
2: She's
1: not disagreeing. She's just, yep, okay. Patrice is a horrible it's human, and how we it's make her Lovely. Horrible. Thank it's you. Been lovely to me. Thank you. I had to pull that's it out because... of you, but it's okay.
0: That's because context matters, and this is a very short (laughs) (laughs) movie.
2: Yeah, you know, maybe you guys just need to... I don't know. Patrice, why don't you start wearing a bow tie? See what that feels like. Maybe that'll help no. you no, take because- some perspective from Andrew. Okay.
1: But I'm a, I Happy. I feel, if we're going to talk about feelings now, I feel huh. like Andrew would be very upset if I stole his thunder because people do tend to like me more. And if I'm also wearing a bow tie, what does he have left? Yeah. What's he bringing
2: to the table? That's a it's good question. Limited
0: to a beard. That's about all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Abby, um, number one, uh, you're one of my favorite people because you sided with me. Even though you didn't technically agree, you didn't disagree, which means you agreed with me. So thank (laughs) you. And uh, we appreciate your insights. Are there any final thoughts that you'd like to share before I share mine?
2: (laughs) I do. I do have one. I think to your point that we're all in this together. Also remember that if we are all in this together, that means that year over year, this change gets easier because if we're all making it, then the teacher in the grade level before you has already been working with those kids. They've already been trying these strategies and making those shifts. So each year you get kids who have been exposed to this for, for more and more years. So I think over time, exponentially. It's going to get easier what you're going to see these kids be capable of doing. That curiosity and wonder that's going to be alive in them, hopefully, I think is going to be really exciting. And I feel really hopeful about it. That's
1: a really good point.
0: I can tell that you are a huge fan of the show because you had mentioned, uh, on on us, so you had talked about the work. And one of the things that we talk about, we've talked about a lot of times is the work in our jobs, and our lives, right? Adulting can be hard. And these things that we're talking about and we're working on is the work, right? Being able to be a consistent person who is also able to be flexible and see changes as they come and embrace those changes, but be a lighthouse at at the same time. Uh, Understanding change does take time. Uh, All the things that you said and having the long view, we really appreciate your perspective and encouraging us to continue to get out there and to do the work so on behalf of our change ed team and abby thank you for being with us we thank you for tuning in and encourage all of our listeners to continue to put yourself out there and go take your moment